0: AM 1060 KDUS Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale, Phoenix.
1: It's now time to enter the sports zone with your host, Bob Kemp. Back up to the two now for second and goal. Legay looking left all the way. Got his man. Touchdown, Arizona State. Elijah Badger puts ASU back on the high side.
0: Pressure coming. McCoy rush. Floats it out to Connor. Blockers in front. First down and more. Connor turning on the speed. Looking over his shoulder. Nobody's going to catch him. It's a touchdown. 45 yards for James Connor. Third time today that he's found the end zone, and the Cardinals stretch the lead.
1: Throwing that bad boy up to him and seeing if they can get something done. He's down here going against the number one corner for New England, J.C. Jackson. He's had a career year. Herbert looked that way. Now, a BB
0: for a touchdown. Hits his man, Keenan Allen.
1: So Two and two he's still holding down there. Freeman launches one in the air, and Corbin Carroll's going to watch this one go. Freddie Freeman continues to be a problem to the back of the bleachers in right, and that is long gone. And the Dodgers take a 2 0 lead. Brandon coming off a 21 pitch second, in which he got three consecutive
0: strikeouts, but is laboring again here in the third. 1 1 to Hayward. This is in the air. Deep right center. Alec Thomas going to give it a go.
1: Alec at the wall, but it's gone. Hayward has done it again. The second 2-1 home run by the Dodgers in this inning. And it's 4-0 L.A. Pressure. Ball is out.
0: San Francisco's got it. It was on Nick Bosa. Just a matter of time. Now here's Harper with another chance
1: to reach 300. A deep right center field. Could he have done it? Renfro's going back toward the wall. It's gone! (laughs) It's number 300! Oh my God! It has given the Phillies the lead. Rice Harper has just hit his 300th career home run. He's done it in his 1,481st game, and the Phillies have taken the lead. Amazing. Absolutely
0: amazing what this team is doing.
1: They talk so much about the crowd lifting them up. Bryce just lifted the crowd up and everybody else in Philadelphia. Dial 602 260 1060. That's 602 260 1060. Or tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060. And now, here's your sports zone
0: guide,
1: Bob Kemp, on KDUS AM 1060.
0: Welcome to the Thursday, August 31st edition of the Sports Zone, not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUSAM 1060 and Cast Lux HD 2100.7, ASU or the Cardinals, which team is most likely to exceed four and a half wins in 2023? The Chargers, over or under nine and a half wins in 2023. The Diamondbacks, reason for concern or no big deal? The 49ers, should they be worried about uh, still no Nick Bosa? Uh, Bryce Harper. Has your opinion about Bruce Bryce Harper changed over the years? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's scheduled lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. and moments, by we'll the introduction of today's pipeline. At 9.15 or so, the 31st of our 32 NFL team previews. Today, the Los Angeles Chargers, Elliot Tieford, will join us from the Orange County Register in the Southern California News Group. 9.30, approximately. Interactive action at 602-260-1060 and also the local roundup. That will include some uh, Diamondbacks and Dodgers analysis from Wednesday night and really from the last three days. Through some stats together, obviously not pretty stats. Uh, also, had, uh, time pending in that uh, local roundup segment around the NL wildcard race. We'll have some updates from the other teams that are in the running. Then the final segment of the sports zone will be the National Roundup, top by Rip from the headlines and also from The Wire. After the sports zone, from noon, uh, from 10 to noon, excuse me, it's the extra point hosted by Kayla. That will include ASU football and uh, some Cardinals discussion with Doug Haller of The Athletic. On to the pipeline we go. Time for today's Pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with a KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Today's question is, which local team is more likely to win more than four and a half games this season? ASU or the Cardinals? And Corey's here and has the early returns.
1: Leading right now, ASU 100% of the vote on KDUS1060.com.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's actually far from certain that ASU and the Cardinals will combine to win more than four and a half games. Uh, in my 22 seasons on this job, I have never been this. I've never been this pessimistic regarding either team. Quite frankly, hopefully I'm wrong, uh, but sometimes I'm right about these things. Meanwhile, today's Twitter poll question: The Los Angeles Chargers over or under nine and a half wins in 2023. What's going on here, Corey?
1: Leading right now is under 9.5 wins. See, 6.7% of the vote there. Over 9.5 at 33.3 on KDUS AM 1060 on Twitter.
0: The Chargers have ended badly in the first two seasons of the Brandon Staley era. In 2021, uh, they needed just two wins to reach the postseason in their last four games. They lost three of the last four games, including two in overtime. They allowed 34 or more points in all three of those losses, by the way. Meanwhile, in the 2022 season, that ended badly when they blew a 27-point second-half lead in the postseason wild-card game at Jacksonville. Meanwhile, back on the local front, uh, the Diamondbacks were dominated again last night. Los Angeles uh, swept the three-game series, outscoring Arizona 23-5. The Diamondbacks scored one run in the final 23 innings of the series. The Diamondbacks dominated by the Dodgers is it a reason for concern or no big deal. Meanwhile, spanning the globe, Joey Bosa is still uh, he remains AWOL. Uh, 49ers general manager John Lynch, when asked on Wednesday, said that there have been uh, there's been no consideration of trading the 2022 NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Should the Niners be concerned that Nick Bosa is still away from the team? Meanwhile, Bryce Harper hit career home run number 300 yesterday. My perception, and I think many of the national perception regarding Harper, has drastically changed since he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a high school player in Las Vegas. And also, he was certainly a cocky younger player when he came up with the Nationals. Has your, uh, has your opinion of Bryce Harper changed during his career? All right, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? That's the pipeline for today. We get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else on your mind falls into the general discussion category, so whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602 260-1060, or you can tweet the show at kdusam1060 or twitter.com slash kdusam1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules, or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Yeah. Coming up next, Corey, we we'll have a news update. That'll be followed by a preview of the Los Angeles Chargers uh, with Elliot Tieford of the Orange County Register and also the Southern California News Group. Will they end the season better uh, than they have the last couple of years? Hard to end it worse, quite frankly. Uh, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit, get into a lot of things regarding the Chargers. Lots of questions regarding the Chargers. A lot of questions for a team that is projected, or at least for the over uh, for the uh, total wins, and uh, is nine and a half, I've got more questions about them at nine and a half than a lot of the teams that have been that ballpark in the last few weeks. And so we've covered almost every team now. Once again, at the bottom of the hour, it'll be phone call time, general discussion, 602-260-1060. Also, some local roundup. This is the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castelux HD 2 100.7. Have you downloaded the KDUS 1060 app yet? Download today and get all of your favorite local and national shows right on your phone. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Kiss Lux HD 2100.7. You're holding the Dan Patrick Show live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. The Chargers the last two seasons, it's gone, it hasn't ended well. 2021, they lost three of their last four games and failed to reach the postseason. Last year, 2022, uh, they blew a 27-point lead and lost in the uh, first round of the playoffs at Jacksonville. Out to the KDUS hotline we go uh, for a Chargers season preview. We're now joined in the sports zone by Ella Tieford of the uh, Orange County Register and also Southern California News Group. Ella, good to have you on the show. Let's start with Justin Herbert, uh, who got paid before training camp. Uh, what areas has he improved the most as a quarterback? And what's really impressed you the most about him in his three seasons in the NFL?
1: Well, I think we all have the idea that this guy can get even better. His arm is fantastic. He's a smart guy. I think in his fourth season, he's starting to become more of a vocal leader. Um, yeah, he definitely got paid. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... Now can you live up to that kind of uh, contract? Uh, you know, I, there's, you know, it's one of those things where you you watch him and you say, wow, how did he do that? And then two weeks later, you say, yeah, he can do that. No big deal. <laughs> so that's kind of where it stands. It's just now, can he put it all together and and really, you know, grab this team by the scruff of the neck and, and take it where it, where a lot of people think it can go, which is dare I say it, you
0: know, to a Super Bowl. Okay, we'll get to that part towards the end. Uh, Calvin Moore, now the offensive coordinator, he's replaced uh, Joe Lombardi. How much did Lombardi's seemingly conservative approach limit uh, Herbert, and how does Moore's arrival change the scheme and maybe elevate Herbert?
1: Yeah, I think we'll see a little more uh, downfield passing than we saw with lombardi now one thing we have to remember too with lombardi lombardi had probably to tweak the offense a little bit after uh herbert uh dinged up his ribs in in week two in kansas city mm-hmm. last season and you know he probably shouldn't have played for for a week or two but he did and it wasn't until maybe december that we saw him be more mobile run more quarterback sneak. so um i'm i'm I think I'm very curious to see if they get a little more explosive in a passing game and everyone knows the the running game's gotta be a little more complementary they They were one of the worst running teams in the in the uh league last year and and with a guy like austin eckler you you gotta think this is gonna open up a little bit more and and uh balance things out and and become less predictable so so that's one of the real areas i think uh Everyone in, in uh, Southern California is looking forward to see what happens. How, how does it, you know, improve? How does it all improve?
0: How much does Moore's approach uh, match Herbert's skill set?
1: I think I think so. I mean, uh, more work with uh, Dak Prescott in in, uh, in uh, Dallas, and I think there's a, a real sense that what they were able to create there can be done here, but what, maybe with more weapons. Um, you know, they they got Quentin Johnston from TCU in the first round uh, as another, you know, target for Herbert beyond, you know, the veterans, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and, and Josh Palmer's become a real, one of the benefits, I guess, uh, of having a, uh, Allen and Williams unavailable at different times because the injuries last year was that Palmer became a real uh, trusted target for Herbert. So I think it, it, it's going to, you know, probably take a minute to to see how it all unrolls. But uh, and and of course, you know, in preseason we're not getting the full, you know, show here. We're just getting little right. Tidbits and, and little flashes of, of what it might look like because they play it so close to the vest. But I think starting uh, a week from Sunday, it's going to be uh, going to be a real show.
0: You mentioned Allen and Williams; they both missed multiple games last season. Uh, Williams, unfortunately, has an injury history and going back to his college days. Uh, they drafted you know Johnson, as you mentioned, and you mentioned all you threw in Palmer. Uh, you know the. The fact that the, there's some injury questions, maybe that's just me talking, but maybe some injury questions regarding the top two guys there. How much did that have to do with the uh, addition of Johnson, and how might all this work out with all four of those guys?
1: Well, I, as of as of this moment, and we haven't been to practice yet today, but everyone is healthy, and and uh, there seems to be no lingering issues. Uh, you know, Keenan Allen's been in the league a long while, and he's not a young man anymore, so you know things could change. And then you have the the crazy black cloud that seems to hang over the Chargers, uh, even in the best of times. So we don't know. But um, I think uh, I think the idea of running guys in and out that might be another uh, uh, Kellen Moore strength. Is is uh, you know giving little bits of options. Uh, certainly, we've seen Ian and Allen move around. It's not always been. Uh, out wide been in the slot uh, Mike Williams has been in the slot He's moved out wide so uh, I, I don't think anything's going to be kind of written in stone uh, at least in the first few weeks of the season uh, we'll see how it uh, kind of unrolls but but I, I, I gather it's going to be kind of a uh, uh, a deep rotation I guess going back to my basketball days
0: <laughs> okay. Austin Eckler I must admit uh, my confusion as to whether he's a happy camper or maybe not a happy camper. Uh, what, what's his current thought process? And, uh, you know, how's that going you know, to work out? Do you think?
1: I, I think it'll be fine unless it's not, <laughs> which is kind <laughs> of a weird way of saying it. <laughs> but, but I, he's been, been, uh, his usual happy self during, during training camp. And, uh, Talk to him much, but uh, he, he seems happy, and uh, now he didn't get his his extension, and uh, the Chargers didn't want to grant his wish to trade him. I mean, they said they would look around, but, I mean, obviously they didn't trade him. They gave him a little sweetener with some uh, pretty easy uh, incentives to reach, so I think that helped. Uh, but, you know, he's got a lot of mileage on him, and you know, running backs around the league aren't getting these huge extensions. You yeah. uh, see, Josh Jacobs just finally signed with the Raiders. So um, he's in a position that's, that, uh, you know, kind of like misery loves company, but he, he's valued. He's, he's really an important part of this. And if they're going to do anything, he's going to have to be, you know, healthy and, and productive as usual. And, uh, you know, there's no reason to, to think he won't be. He leads the league with 38 touchdowns combined over the last two seasons.
0: So, yeah. Mm-hmm. look for them, that's for sure. L.A. for the uh, Orange County Register and Southern California News Group, currently in the sports zone. Okay, the offensive line. Uh, there were some injury issues, a lot of them last year, including uh, top-shelf left tackle or Sean Slater, was out for much of the season. Uh, How has he looked this summer, and what's the status of that offensive line? And uh, with when, if healthy, I think that's a pretty good group.
1: Yeah, that's the, the key, is is uh, if they can stay healthy. And, and Slater is back. Uh, we talked to him earlier in the week, and he sounded really optimistic. He's uh, 100%. Um, he's been 100% for a while. Um, no issues with his arm or bicep or has a very strange injury that he suffered last year. Um, so, uh, you know, he, him being at left tackle kind of solidifies everything. They it had moved uh jamari salier over to replace him from the right side to left side so that was uh you know kind of hamming and egging it there for a while but um, everyone's you know in good shape now and, and uh, kind of back where they belong and uh cory lindsley the veteran center is you know been a real uh, i think a stabilizing influence for for the for the line and also a kind of a sounding board for Herbert as as someone who's been around, you know, mm-hmm. played with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, and, and, you know, he's kind of seen it all. So, um, yeah, I think that's a real strength of this team if, if of course, they stay healthy.
0: Brandon Staley uh, became the Chargers head coach after he was a defensive coordinator for the Rams, but uh, the Chargers defense has not been good the last couple of years. Including last year when they were 28th in rushing defense. Now I know that injuries have played a role here. Uh, what are your expectations for this defense this year?
1: Well, they've got to be better if they're going to do anything. It's, you know, they're in a really competitive division in a really competitive conference, and you know, if they if they hope to get past uh, KC and and. Win the division. They they're going to have to really improve, especially against the run, and especially against uh, you know cutting out the big the, the explosive plays that they would give up. You know, invariably last season it seemed like they you know stuffed the run, stuffed the run, then give up you know a forty yard game to the, yeah. to the offense, and you know, and then it then it was like oh boy, you know there there goes the body language, and then you know the the team would score, and then. So whatever great work they did offensively, they would have to, uh, you know, kind of try and make up for it defensively. And and at at points they were quite good. They you know they had this four game winning streak right, right toward the end of the season, and that kind of solidified their wild card spot. And uh, but you know all too often you know, things would go haywire. And part of it was injuries. And you know, J. C. Jackson was out for a time. Uh, there was a game against the 49ers where they were down to like. Three defensive linemen, and you know, it was almost like they had to take a timeout to get these guys a breather. They were getting run over, um, mm-hmm. but now everyone seems healthy. They didn't make a whole lot of changes. Uh, they brought in Eric Hendricks from the Vikings, and uh, he's been a real another stabilizing force uh, as a linebacker. And uh, so, we'll see. Um, you know, <laughs> it just, they just really can't have another repeat. And and it is funny that. that uh, Staley came in with great reputation. The Rams had won the Super Bowl. Um, but the Chargers defense has been nothing like um, the Rams was that
0: uh, season. Didn't bring Aaron Donald with him, I guess. That's maybe a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he might der- der- Yeah, that's true. But Derwin James certainly helps. But he missed some time last year. You mentioned J.C. Jackson. He missed most of the season last year, the knee injury. How are they doing uh, less than a couple of weeks before the season opener against Miami?
1: Well, it looks like everyone's uh, ready to go. Uh, still some questions about J.C. Jackson. That that was a terrible injury. Uh, ruptured his uh, patellar tendon. Uh, doing nothing more than jumping off of artificial turf. And don't think the mm-hmm. Chargers aren't a little concerned about having to play on that thing every week. Uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they thought six nine months and and really he missed uh jc jackson missed all of the spring practices but he was working out and getting getting at rehab um in camp he was sometimes full go and more often kind of a partial go didn't play in any uh of the three preseason games so we don't know for sure well i guess we'll find out more next week but Having him healthy and, and kind of locked in would be a, a great benefit in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, you know, we had a great career with New England, but, you know, just didn't ever seem to catch fire with the Chargers, and then he got hurt, and then that was the end of him. So, uh, you know, that's going to be a big, big deal. And another uh, guy I should mention, Joey Bosa, was lost for, you know, three quarters yep. of the season last year, too. So that kind of messed up the. The one-two uh, edge rusher punch that they hope to have with with Bosa and uh, Khalil Mack, and uh, Bosa's gained some weight, the uh, muscle mass, and he thinks he's ready to go. So we'll see. Um, that that really is one of the big question marks for this team.
0: In fact, I was going to get to Bosa and Mack next. You know, Bosa's had a full season in just three of his seven seasons. Mac, I think it's safe to say that his play has declined the last year or two. How are you looking at them heading into this season?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, I think Mac was, was pretty solid last year. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Chris Rump uh, as a backup, and he got a lot of experience last year while Bosa was out. And then they drafted, uh, USC kid, uh, Tuli, tu- uh, Tui Paloto. Can I pronounce that wrong or not? Um, from, uh, a local kid who's, who's really shown a lot in, uh, camp, um, very eager to learn, walked around the first few days calling, uh, Bosa, Mr. Bosa, and referring to Mac <laughs> as sir. So that got him on a good side right off the bat, um. So, he'll be a learner, but um, that should be a position that they should excel at, as, as, again, as long as they stay healthy.
0: Special teams, seemingly for years, uh, a problem for the Chargers, but much better last year, primarily because you know, Cameron Dicker almost never missed a kick. Uh, how do you view the uh, 2023 Chargers special teams?
1: Yeah, that was, a re- that was a real clown car for many years, but. Um, they hired Ryan Fickin last year from uh, Minnesota uh, to be special teams coach, and and uh, things just uh, became it was a real strength. Actually, they brought in J.K. Scott, tremendous punter. Uh, Josh Harris is their veteran long snapper. Uh, you know, actually through camp, they had uh, Dicker uh, looked like he was going to win the job anyway. Uh, over Dustin Hopkins, who had been there last year and then got hurt, had a pretty bad uh, hamstring injury and then they uh, traded Hopkins to Cleveland for uh, a draft pick, so that kind of solved that, win-win for everybody, uh, but yeah, Sticker the Kicker has uh, been very reliable uh, maybe not quite as strong a leg as, as Hopkins, but very accurate, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I think after so many years of you know, uh, blooper reel kind of stuff happening. I think yeah. things have really, really calmed down, and uh, that's uh, that's been uh, you know part of the uh, Staley's uh, hope for a clean operation, as he likes to say, and uh, that's been very clean and nothing to worry about at all. So,
0: all right, that sounds good. Okay, so bottom line here. The 2023 Chargers consensus win total, nine and a half wins. So, over, or under nine and a half wins, and taking that a step further, do the Chargers win their first playoff game since
1: 2018? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it depends. I, I think if somehow they get past KC and, and overachieve a little bit, maybe win 10 or 11 games, maybe, I think 11 would have to be a, the. The minimum to beat Kansas City, um, and then avoid—I mean, because of the way if you just sort of dope it out, they're probably on the road to play another wild card game, maybe Jacksonville, maybe the Jets. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't—I don't know, but I—I I think it's you know every—it's must win every week, every season, blah blah blah. But <laughs> this really does seem like uh, a chance, the, like the win, the window's open, right? May not be that open because of Mr. Mahomes and the Chiefs, but it's open. And the question is, can the Chargers avoid chargering, as they say, and screwing up, yeah. and run through it and kind of fulfill all the promise that so many people have uh, expected in them. So, but uh, you know, they, they certainly have star power at a lot of positions, and and you know, yep. I I say oh. Overlook them at at your own peril
0: if you're an opponent. So, that's all right, kind of Elliot. Really good stuff. We appreciate it, and uh, look forward to checking back during the season. Thanks.
1: Yeah, and tell me how I got it all wrong.
0: <laughs> no, well, I would Thanks, never. Bob. Yeah, we never. I would never. I don't know you well enough to tell you how, if you're wrong about it yet. So there we go. <laughs> Thanks a lot. We'll be doing it again. All right. Take care. YouTube LA Elliot of the uh, Orange County Register and also the Southern California News Group. Uh, scheduling. But first up, yeah, they still don't really seem to have much of a home crowd advantage in their home games uh, in Los Angeles. Oftentimes the road crowd has as much, if not more, uh, of a fan following than the Chargers do, so maybe that'll change a little bit in L.A. The Rams, I don't think, are very good, so maybe they're a little change of allegiance from some they also have a, you know, a, a really tough early season stretch. They play four opponents from the that made the playoffs last year in their first six games. Also, they have a bye a week five. That's a good thing. Uh, and then after the bye, they play Monday night at Kansas City, so it's a long week, and then so it is at Kansas City. Uh, seemingly a soft stretch, though, uh, from October 29th through December the 23rd. They play Chicago in L.A., At the Jets on a Monday night. Uh, Detroit on a short week, but that game's at home. At Green Bay, we don't think they're going to be really good. At least I don't. Baltimore at home. At New England, I don't think they're good. Denver, God knows if they're going to be good or not. And I'm guessing God's somewhat perplexed as far as the Broncos are concerned himself. Uh, At Las Vegas, that's on a short week on a Thursday, but I think the Raiders are going to be terrible. However, the last three games of the season, and remember Herbert and the Chargers have not ended seasons well here in the last couple years. Uh, they play Buffalo on a Saturday. That's at home. Then they go to Denver, and I'm not sure what we think of them, as I mentioned. Uh, that's a long week, though, after a Saturday night game, and then they conclude the season, the regular season, at home against Kansas City. So that's a really difficult stretch to end the regular season. All right, we'll conclude these previews. All 32 teams. Uh, team 32 is tomorrow. The Los Angeles—excuse me—the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they've been in Los Angeles for a long time. It's uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll uh, wrap that up tomorrow in this segment. All right. In the next segment today, phone call time. If you want to jump aboard, 602, 260, 1060. Also, today's local roundup that include. Uh, some Diamondbacks and Dodgers analysis, a little bit from last night, a little bit from the last three days in Los Angeles, which obviously did not go well for the Diamondbacks. And then time pending, we'll go around the National League wildcard race. We'll wrap it up with the uh, National Roundup in the final segment of this hour. And then don't forget, it's the Extra Point hosted by Kayla from 10 to noon. That will include May ASU and Cardinals discussion with Doug Haller from The Athletic. You're listening to sports with Bob Kemp on KDUS 1060 and Kiss Lux HD 2 100.7. It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the sports zone Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1016 Kiss Lux HD210.7. In addition uh, to the local roundup, it is phone call time, but if you want to get in, I need you to kind of hustle up. 602 260 1060. this segment's a little shorter than usual. went a little longer with Elliot than I anticipated, but he was really good. And there are a lot of questions regarding the chargers, in my opinion, for a team that is uh, so highly thought of. So I wanted to make sure I got to all of those. So once again, 602, 260, 1060. All right. The Diamondbacks and the Dodgers the last three nights uh, kind of resembled, not kind of, it resembled men versus boys, quite frankly. Uh, the Dodgers swept the three-game series. They won by a cumulative score of 23 to five, including 7-0 last night. The Diamondbacks scored one run over the last 23 innings of the series. Uh, the Dodgers scored 20 um, you know, over the they scored 20 over the last uh, you know over the 21 innings from the fourth inning on Monday night when the Do- Diamondbacks actually had a 4-3 lead from that time on uh, it was 20 to 1 for the rest of the series meanwhile the Dodgers on Monday and Tuesday um, yeah, Quite frankly, the clobbered starters, the top two diamondback starters, Zach Gallan and Merrill Kelly. So it was hardly surprising that rookie Brandon Fott was hit hard. And uh, last night he gave up uh, six runs on eight hits, two walks, gave up a couple of home runs, had four strikeouts in four innings. He threw an astronomical 90 pitches in four innings. Those numbers um, would have actually been worse if not for a great catch by Carbon Carroll to end the first inning, which saved at least two runs at that point. Uh, uh, Jason Hayward hit a ball to the the wall in right field, and Carroll made a tremendous play. Uh, But that saved even further damage. Before the week, uh, before this series, the Diamondbacks had actually won 12 of their 15 previous games. And they actually had split their first 10 meetings this season against the Dodgers, all most of those except for the three games here earlier this month were in the very early part of the season, first couple of weeks of the season. But the Dodgers right now are far superior and in August uh, they have won 24 or 28 games. That's the best record this month in Major League Baseball. The Diamondbacks back on July the 1st led the National League West and the Dodgers by four games. Today, the Dodgers lead the National League West by 14 and a half games over the second place Giants. The Diamondbacks now 15 games out of first place. Also, the Diamondbacks are 31 and 44 on the season versus opponents that have winning records. Diamondbacks don't play today, which is probably a good idea. Maybe they can regroup. Uh, They start a three-game home series on Friday night against the first place Baltimore Orioles. By the way, the Dodgers begin a four-game series tonight at Dodger Stadium against the Braves. That should be fun. I'll be trying to watch that in the ASU football game tonight simultaneously. Quickly from the wild-card race, the National League wild-card race, the Giants did not sweep the Reds. Uh, Christian Encarnacion-Strand Arc- homer drove in four runs. He actually had four hits in the game yesterday as the Reds beat the Giants 4-1. to one. Uh, as the Reds avoided a three-game sweep there, um, yeah, you know, Cincinnati now 69 and 66. Uh, they're still just uh, they're bad in August. They obviously lost three out of four this past weekend here. Uh, they're 10 and 17 in August if you take out the three games that they won last week at the Angels. They've been really bad. Up next, the Reds return home for a four-game series uh, against the uh, Cubs. I'm not sure. that, that I have a four-game series right now here. I think it may be a three-game series. Three or four-game series at home against the Cubs, and that begins on Friday. The Giants began a uh, you know, four-game series tonight at San Diego. By the way, the Padres now a season uh, most 10 games of, uh, under 500 after they lost the last two days at St. Louis. Josh Hader, the losing pitcher in walk-off fashion the last two days in St. Louis. Meanwhile, the Cubs won the last two days against the last place Brewer or the first place Brewers, excuse me. Uh, Valley product Cody Bellinger continued his unbelievable second half of the season. Ding ding, he's making money every time he seems to be at the plate. he's going to enter free agency. he's going to get a whole lot of money. He's going to have plenty of options. We'll see uh, how that ends up. but the Cubs yesterday uh, win three to two. Uh, they pulled within three games and the uh, first-place Brewers in the central After the uh, Brewers uh, won the game on Monday night, the Cubs won two of the best-played baseball games I have watched this season. Uh, the Cubs win Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Bellinger, and he has 18 runs batted in his last 12 games. He has a major league most, 54 runs batted in since July the 1st. Uh, and uh, the Cubs obviously have gone from out of the playoff picture to definitely in the playoff picture and right now the second wild card in the National League. Up next for the uh, Brewers, a uh, series begins tonight, to uh, me tomorrow night, at home against the Phillies, another wild card contender. Right now the Phillies are the uh, number one wild card. Uh, however, the Phillies lost in the ninth inning yesterday, uh, Bryce Harper, Hit a home run number 300 of his career to give the Phillies a lead at the bottom of the eighth inning. But Craig Kimbrell on the mound in the ninth inning could not hold the lead against the Angels. And the Angels win that game last uh, yesterday afternoon, actually, in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Harper, uh, his 15th home run this season, remember he started the season late and then really didn't do a whole lot power-wise for some time. But he's now got 15 homers this season, 10 in the month of August and the, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 Phillies have had an incredible month as far as home runs in fact uh, you know they have uh, yeah, they they've hit uh, right here I got to read 59 I knew I had it here somewhere they've hit 59 home runs in the month of August that's the third most of any team in a single month in major league history not just August any month uh, so they've been hot Meanwhile, the Marlins, uh, this might be the last time I mentioned the Marlins in this wild-card segment. They lost again. Uh, Josh Lowe hit a uh, tie-breaking single in the 10th inning. This game was 0-0 between uh, Tampa and Miami. 0-0 at the end of nine innings last night. Uh, But uh, Tampa scored three runs in the 10th inning. Lowe got the big hit. And uh, the uh, Rays ended up winning at Miami 3-0. Four straight victories now for Tampa. Uh, the other thing, uh, it's not going well for the uh, Marlins. In fact, they now drop to 66 and 67. They're below 500 for the first time since May the 26th, when they were 25 and 26. So, Phillies, uh, as we mentioned, the number one wild card right now. They're three ahead of the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs have 62 losses. The uh, San Francisco Giants have 63 losses, the Diamondbacks 65 losses, the Reds 66 losses. So we'll just kind of end it as far as that right there, as far as the wild card standings go. All right, coming up next, uh, Kerry, we'll have a news update, and that'll be followed by the conclusion of today's spectacular radio program with the National Roundup. Time pending. I'll get to a little more from the Major League Baseball scoreboard, but most likely. Just some quick rip from the headlines slash from the wire type of things. College football, Utah plays tonight. Uh, so and obviously ASU plays tonight. We'll have more on ASU and the Cardinals in the next hour during the extra point, hosted by Kayla. That uh, we'll talk with Doug Howler from the Athletic in the 10:15 segment. Here right now, you're listening still to the Sports on and thank you very much for doing that. Uh, with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. It's time for today's national roundup. Welcome back, final seven of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS 1060 and KS Lux HD 21007 On to the uh, national roundup. We start from uh, just some random stuff ripped from the headlines and from the wire. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow returned to practice on Wednesday for the first time since July the 27th. Uh, he had the calf injury. There has been speculation that maybe he wasn't practicing because he has not received a contract extension yet. Chief General Manager Brett Veach. Uh, said yesterday he's hopeful a contract will be done with defensive stud Chris Jones before the season uh, week one opener, which is a week from tonight against the Lions, by the way. Meanwhile, Colts general manager Chris Ballard, who unfortunately has to defend his idiot owner, uh, said that Jonathan Taylor, uh, that situation is bad. It sucks, he used the word sucks, sucks for the team, Taylor, and the fans. Saints head coach Dennis Allen said the starting corner Marshawn Lattimore likely to play in the week one opener against Tennessee. College football. One day after Utah quarterback Cam Rising was quoted as saying that he would play in tonight's season opener against Florida, multiple reports on Wednesday indicated that Rising will not be available. There are also conflicting reports about Iowa quarterback Cade McNamara and whether he will be able to start the opener on Saturday for them against Utah State. Around Major League Baseball, prosecutors in the Dominican Republic are looking at allegations that the currently suspended Rays shortstop Wander Franco had relationships with three underage girls and also former uh, University of Arizona catcher and uh, former Yankees first-round draft pick Austin Wells expected to be promoted to the Yankees Major League roster on Friday. Quickly, a couple things for Major League Baseball. The Mariners won uh, a club record. for They won the 21st time this month. That's a club record for any month. Uh, they, and they did it yesterday without uh, Julio Rodriguez, who has some kind of lower leg injury, and he's missed the last two games. There had been some speculation yesterday that Julio might have to go on the injured list. That would be really bad because they're trying to win a division here. Uh, but uh, there's, you know, like I said, some speculation. I didn't see anything about that this morning, however. Meanwhile, uh, the uh, the Mariners we mentioned win again. Uh, the Astros swept, uh, speaking of win again. The Astros swept the Red Sox at Fenway. The Astros have now won five in a row. Uh, they get their first uh, sweep ever at Fenway in a seven to four victory over the Red Sox, Framer Valdez. Really good until, for some reason, Dusty Baker set him out there for the seventh inning. He pitched six shutout innings and then gave up four runs in the seventh inning. Meanwhile, the Red Sox uh, lost for the fifth time in six games, all at Fenway Park. They're now fifth in the race for the AL wildcard berth. Uh, they're four games behind Toronto, seven games behind the AL West uh, pack, heading into the Wednesday night uh, Games and I didn't update this after the Wednesday night games, but that's where they were at least as of yesterday at noontime after they lost that game at Fenway. By the way, another quick thing for the Astros, they did lose Kendall Graveman, who left this game yesterday uh, in the seventh inning because of lower back discomfort. They're going to need him for the postseason, so hopefully he's okay. All right, next two hours will be the Extra Point hosted by Kayla that includes some ASU and Cardinals discussion with Doug Haller from The Athletic. Also, more phone call time, 602 260 1060. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks very much for listening and stay tuned.